0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Shape the Culture's Weekly Message. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Um, hope that if you're a first time listener, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you find something that you like. I hope you find something that inspires you, that gives you life, um, something that keeps you coming back. Make sure you subscribe at shapetheculture.org or you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. All right. If you're a continuing listener, Thank you so much for continuing to tune in. I hope that you've been enjoying the, the previous messages. I hope that you enjoyed this message. I hope that you continue to find something that motivates you, inspires you, gives you life. Um, thank you to all those who have reached out to me. Thank you for all your reviews and ratings, um, constructive criticism. Keep providing me with feedback. Keep feeding me with information about what you like, what you don't like, um, what you would like to hear, what you like that I talked about, anything that you have for me. Make sure you just reach out to me. You can reach me at shapetheculture.org. Or, like I said, you could drop a comment or a rating at, on Apple Podcasts. And we're going to get right back into our continuing series. So, this week on Shape the Culture, we are continuing our series titled Soul Food. Um, for the past two weeks, we've been taking a really a creative look at the parables of food and eating inside the Bible. These stories have opened up our minds to the figurative language um, and the meaning beneath the literal words in the Bible and the Holy Scriptures. We started by taking a look at Ezekiel eating the scroll prepared for him. This gave us a look at the power of trusting our gut um, and following our intuition. Then we reflected on Jesus feeding the 5,000 with his fi- with the fish and loaves, and how becoming comfortable with our serving size and being moved to give really opens up abundance for all of us. And then last week, we got into the Last Supper. This showed us the power of fellowship and how we all contribute to each other's success. Um, and so this week, we're going to take a look at a few verses from Jesus that, in my opinion, have made people really think about their lives ever since he said them. We're going to break down the words of Jesus when he compared our lives to the lives of the lilies and the birds, while telling us also not to worry about what we eat or drink. I want to take a look at these verses and discover the power behind the words many people say, peace be still. We're going to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. That is why Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. When Jesus asked us, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing, I had to stop and think to myself. How much time and effort I put into what I eat, what I wear, and the minor details of my life. When we start to reflect on how much we actually stress ourselves out over the details of life that we shouldn't necessarily be worried about, a shift in our perspective begins to happen. I think it's powerful that Jesus chose to reinforce his message by comparing us to the lilies and the birds. For one, as human beings, we constantly see ourselves as being over the things of nature. We believe we are above the animals and the plants. Even Jesus notes that the Spirit of God cares for us more. But what if we as humans started to think of ourselves as one with nature? This would this would literally change everything. See, when we start to understand that we are one with nature, we start to see that our life is more than what we eat and wear Life is more than the, than the seemingly minor details. I believe that Jesus emphasized that the Spirit of God considers us more valuable because what we do have the power to do that nature doesn't is actively contribute to the good of the world. We all have the ability and power to change the world around us. We get to be active participants in life, but only if we can see that and make the conscious choice to be a part of that. When Jesus used the bird as an example, I started to think about what could really be meant by that comparison. But then, I, but then I recognized that if you really watch a bird or a flock of birds, you see that they don't strive for food. They don't constantly live a life looking for more. They don't place stress on themselves by constantly searching. Think about this. We are constantly thinking about tomorrow and the details of tomorrow and even During the day, from morning to night, we're constantly thinking about the future. When it's time for breakfast, I mean, we're already worrying about what we're going to eat for dinner. And so the questions that we have to ask ourselves are, why can't we focus on what's right in front of us? Why can't we enjoy what we have instead of being concerned with what we don't have? For us, I believe it's deeper than food. I think food is a metaphor for the need for us to believe we have to constantly search for what's next. Just like the bird and the flowers, we know we'll have the resources to have another meal. We don't have to live a life always trying to get more because really everything we need is right in front of us. We start to miss out on life when we forget to focus on the moments. That's how we get the most out of life. By instead of searching, we choose to enjoy being. In our culture, being still is represented as, as being lazy. If we choose to live a life where we don't constantly strain ourselves for higher levels of success, then we're outsiders to society. We're taught that we have to strive for more and that gaining more is the only way to live. And see, I believe that Jesus wanted us to understand and and accept success comes from a heavenly point of view. When we live a life constantly striving, It's hard to focus on what's constantly in front of us. We miss out on the moments to be impactful because our intentions are always to keep going. Success comes from being still because when we are still like the birds and the flowers, when we don't worry about what we're gonna eat or consume, we start to find our power inside of ourselves. We take more time to recognize the power of God moving inside of us each and every day. Instead of trying to play God, we start moving with the spirit of God. And to me, that's the special gift of faith. Faith as the belief in things we cannot see allows us to live a life with less worrying and more wisdom. Just like the birds, we can choose to understand that God will give us everything we need. We can understand that we don't have to work against the universe, but instead let the universe work for us. Nature has survived and evolved for millions of years. Like really think about that. Throughout the history of time, The world has continued to provide and maintain, and we are a part of this same world, and we all have a role to play and contribute to the existence of the world. We trick ourselves by thinking we have to always be on the move and can't slow down. We miss out on what the Spirit of God has in store for us by not allowing ourselves to be still. The truth is we can't fast forward or rewind our story. We have to let the movie play out as as it is purposed to, you are where you're supposed to be. You are doing what you are supposed to be doing. There is a purpose in your current situation, and the circumstances you are under are valuable to the experience of your life. Allow yourself to be still and soak up what the Spirit of God is trying to fill you up with. During this parable, Jesus asked us a rhetorical question during his speech. He asked, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And even though he encourages, he encourages us not to worry, I noticed that Jesus does not cancel out worry completely. Like he even mentions that tomorrow will come with worries of its own. And so after thinking about this, I, it, it's my belief, I started to believe that there has to be a purpose and reason why we tend to worry. And I think that when we catch ourselves worrying, it's a reminder that we are getting ahead of ourselves. Because the fact is, you are going to worry. There will never be a time where you stop worrying once and for all. It's a natural part of our lives. I believe the tough part is to understand why we worry and acknowledge that we don't have to give in to worry. Naturally, when we start to worry, we we let it consume us. We believe that when we worry, there has to be a valid reason for it. And we we start to ponder and ruminate on our worry. But what if, just, just what if, when we start to worry, life is trying to tell us to slow down, to be still, and to focus once again on what's in front of us. Worrying isn't supposed to make us feel like we're doing something wrong. It's not to make us understand that we should be doing more. That's not the point. It isn't to, It isn't supposed to provide us with a negative outlook on life. Instead, we have to filter out what's worth worrying about and what's not. Because many times we we find ourselves trying to rationalize our worries. Have you ever noticed yourself trying to do that? Like if you're behind on a deadline, we'll start to worry about what will happen and how we can get it done. But like Jesus asked, will worrying do anything about it? No, instead, focusing on completing our work and getting back to being present in the moment is what will actually help us the most. If we're feeling behind in life and start to worry about if we're making the correct choices, will time spent worrying really help? Or instead, what if focusing on what's in front of us will do us the most good? I believe that when we start to worry, it's a call for us to be still. It's our mind, body, and spirit showing us that we're not moving at our natural pace. We can only live for today. We can't jump to tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year. We can only provide and maintain for ourselves day by day. As we do this, our perspective of success starts to shift. You have it inside of you to have an impact on the world around you each and every day. This is what success looks like being lived out daily. Success and peace go hand in hand. When you're at peace, moving at your tempo, not constantly putting pressure and worry on on yourself by striving, you start to notice the success you live in every day. So peace be still. I think that peace be still is a call for all of us to, to recognize a new level of success where, like I said, we're not constantly searching and striving, but instead we're being still and we're enjoying the life that we're in and we're enjoying who we are created to be. And we're enjoying the circumstances that we're going through. Even if it's a storm or a trial and a tribulation, we're enjoying it and we're being present. And I think that's, that's what's going to give us the most out of our lives. So thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for making it to the end of our weekly message from Shape the Culture. Like I said, you can subscribe at shapetheculture.org, um, or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I hope you heard something that that get, keeps you moving throughout the week, throughout your life, throughout your journey. Um, make sure you reach out to me. Just uh, give me some feedback, some constructive criticism, um, and share this with a friend. Share this with some with somebody that you think may need to hear this and can learn from it. Until next week, I'm out. Love you all.